everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my name is Kaylee Garrido, head up at events and marketing here at Great Data Minds. Um, if you don't know us yet, Great Data Minds is a collective of passionate data activists, and we are on a mission to modernize the world of data. We do this in two different ways. The first is that we have our services arm, and that's kind of more of what we're going to talk about today. This is at Great Data Minds Innovation Labs. Dot com. This is where we do our strategic planning, education, and the deployment of critical data projects. And then over on the greatdataminds.com side of the house, this is where we have our community, we create content, and we host a lot of great events just like the one that we're here to do today. A little bit of housekeeping, this is a webinar. So of course, cameras and microphones are off, but as with all of our events, we encourage conversation. You can do this in a few different ways. You can use the chat, um, you can use the Q&A, and then we'll also reserve um, some time at the end of the session for a more formal um, Q&A you know, kind of placeholder there. So allow me to begin with some introductions. Today we have our very special guest, Jim Burnham. Jim is a solutions architect and data architect extraordinaire. He is here today as the voice of the independent consultant, and he's going to his, share his experience doing this sort of work with Great Data Mind. So Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. You're like our social proof that this is real. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, and then from the Great Data Minds uh, side of the house, we have Alexis Goodwin. She's our operations manager and recruiting manager. We're going to hear from her today about some of the more um, process and kind of functional um, aspects of our independent consultant practice. We also have Connor Dunning. He's our customer success manager. He's going to take us through some of the typical projects that we work on here. And as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Mike Lampa. He's our very own chief analytics officer, and he's going to get us started today. Thank you, Kalia. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Hey, Mike. Yeah. That's great. Thank you all for joining. This is going to be a fun one. All right, so I, I have the enviable opportunity to share the one slide over this next course of the next hour. So let me do just that. All right, let me, let me know if you can see it okay. It yep, looks like it. it's coming in. Yep, there it is. All right, great. All right, so I just want to give everybody a feel for our practice. Um, uh, and we lovingly call this our pillar slide. First, I'm going to start with the Lean Agile product management. This is an operating system or the execution model for defining and then delivering your uh, analytic products. And I, I, I purposely say product. We don't do projects, we build product. Um, and we take a very lean approach towards that, which really, uh, at the end of the day, the, the key principles of lean is chase the economic value, find a way to link your analytic portfolio to the enterprise strategic uh, initiatives so that we can then constantly under, understand where can I help enable the achievement of a strategic initiative through the uh, consumption and utilization and operationalization of analytic products that are supported by data products. So it's, it's laying out that, that portfolio plan that has eh, roughly you know, a rolling 12 to 18 month planning horizon and constantly looking at those initiatives and then driving out what are the analytic products that we're gonna build and put those into a product release plan that each product release um, uh, in, in the portfolio has about a six to nine month planning horizon. And then from there, drive down in what's the next 
product increment we're going to build over the course of the next eight to 12 weeks. Uh, ideally, we'd like to get it around eight to 10 weeks where we're continuously delivering working software that builds these products. And then we get into the, the tactical uh, pillars around data apps and machine learning apps. And this is all around building those data pipelines, developing the software that ingests all those raw material data elements from your operational sources and or external data providers and uh, design, design the software such that the end state uh, data product that's um, architected is deployed and is populated with data and, um, that is designed specific, specifically to support the different kinds of analytic consumption strategies that the, the enterprise is going to have. So there's, a, you know, of course, building out the data pipeline software itself, but also embedding into it uh, data observability and quality assurance tests, monitored, monitoring and alerting. And then when we're ready to deploy, um, always deploying the solution using as much infrastructure as code as possible, uh, such that we're continuously delivering and deploying code and then allowing the business to decide when we want to release that, that code into to, to production. And then on the data management side, this is all around the cloud data warehouse and the data lakes or the data meshes or whatever um, enabling um, underlying technology uh, the client wants to use where we've got these data products that have been published for consumption and those data products are registered through the data catalog so that we level up literacy. Uh, we make sure that as part of the definition of those data products that governance and compliance uh, requirements are explicitly covered as well as security access controls. Um, and in the world of self-service, uh, which I'll be talking about next, uh, which we fully, uh, we constantly are pushing our customers embrace self-service. Um, there's an opportunity to provision data products using some modern data uh, provisioning um, uh, platforms. And if there's any kind of master data management around your customer hub or your product hub, you know, those are another form of data products, although they have one arm or one leg still in the operational world, but they're also a very key enabling sets of uh, data sets that and data products that enable analytics. And then on the data science and discovery, this is all around the consumption. So I built these data products. Now I want to build analytic products on top of it to consume those data products that are constantly generating insights that are actionable and prompting the business to act upon the, the, those insights. Uh, we also include in the, the world of self-service, self-service data science, uh, machine self-service machine learning. There's a lot of great platforms out there, uh, some of which we partner with, um, that really enables a, a savvy business analyst that might not have a PhD degree in data science. Um, and then along the bottom uh, is the high-performing uh, uh, teams. And so this is where our education and strategic advisory and consultation comes into play at the leadership level to, to get the organization um, to embrace and adopt more and more of these lean, agile uh, precepts and principles, uh, which helps the, the entire organization uh, get to higher degrees of, of agility. We do a lot of continuous learning, uh, which is a very key, key element of, of lean as well. 
and we provide ongoing education, including uh, data literacy. One last thing about the Lean Agile product management uh, portfolio approach is there's really two primary value streams. The optimization of, of the internal business processes, leveling up the performance of marketing and sales and order fulfillment and customer service, as well as continuously looking for how can I embed analytics into the products and services that we sell to our customers as a value add, uh, even to the point where you can monetize the, the use of those analytic products and services. And that's all I got to say about that. How'd I do on time, Kalia? You're doing great. We're right. nicely ahead of schedule. So the long-winded among us, looking at you, Connor and Jim, <laughs> will be able to have a little bit more time back. So that's perfect. Yeah, nice. awesome. Thanks, Mike. So I'll just take it from there. So hi, everyone. I'm Connor with Great Data Minds. Uh, I'm our CSM. I oversee like a lot of our different accounts, um, you know, and help put together the teams that work on the different engagements. So just kind of wanted to talk through the different flavors of our engagements. What does this actually look like in reality for you, the independent consultant, <laughs> or perhaps even the independent looking to be employed full time? So we do our engagements in three flavors. Uh, our favorite is fixed bid. So that's where, you know, we will scope the engagement with the customer, you know, determine the price, the level of effort and the timing ahead of time and kind of make that commitment up front to the customer uh, to deliver that project, you know, maybe over the course of like a 10, 15, you know, five week you know, timeline, depending on the, the level of effort there. Uh, the second flavor of engagement would be, you know, simple TNM. So we have a customer, they might need some reconciliation in their database or they're having some data quality errors, you know, whatever it might be. Um, they don't have an appetite for a large engagement, but maybe they need like 50, 60, 70 hours of a, a subject matter expert's time to come in there and kind of resolve that issue. Uh, we do those engagements as well. Those are nice for the independent consultant in the sense that they let the independent kind of really set their own schedule um, and also kind of work on other projects and engagements, you know, that are going on in parallel. And then lastly, uh, one that might be appealing for someone looking for something more full time and with more stability is a full-time staff augmentation placement. So for example, you know, I have a, you have a client that might need a, a specialist of a specific, specific skill set, or maybe they need a team lead and they want this person to be part of their team full-time. So what that would look like is you would actually log in on a client site, you know, nine to five Monday through Friday, working as an employee for the client, um, but making a pretty lucrative rate on the back end through us. Um, so kind of at a high level, those are different flavors of engagements that we do. Um, some of the benefits uh, that, you know, we've seen, you know, in the consulting space is one, uh, data is a pretty large horizontal. Um, we support 100% of that data lifecycle, as Mike was showing on his pillar slide, you know, everything from data ingestion to transformation to uh, visualization to roadmap, everything in between, right? Um, we kind of support it one way or another if a client has a need there. So if you have a skill set somewhere in there, you know, there's probably a fit for you. But what I was getting at is data being a large horizontal is there's going to be opportunities for you as the independent to get, you know, experience in the restaurant space, the healthcare space, the finance space, the industrial space, et cetera, it kind of goes on and on, right? Uh, our clients kind of come in all different sizes, shapes, and flavors. Um, I kind of want to now go into some specific engagements that, you know, we're working on right now here at GDM, uh, and Jim's actually a part of this first one. So kind of want to go through an example of a fixed bid engagement uh, and this would probably be one of our most typical projects. So uh, all of our clients are at different, we'll say, in different places in their journey of becoming data driven cultures, right? 
Uh, so we have one client, Kava, they're an up-and-coming quick service restaurant. Um, some of you on the phone might be familiar with them. Um, they do Chipotle-style Greek feta wraps that, you know, you stand in the line and make the, the wrap for you, you know, sort of thing. Um, right now, Kava's at about 250 stores, and they want to grow to over 500 stores, you know, within the next year or two. Um, but the one hiccup for them on their side operationally is that all of their reporting right now kind of exists in Excel. And these beasts of Excel spreadsheets that are managed by desk jockeys will say um, in the push out to general managers, area leaders, the C-suite, right? They're all using an Excel spreadsheet uh, because nobody trusts the data in the cloud data warehouse. So Kava brought us in uh, to monitorize that reporting. So we've come in with a team of uh, four people uh, over the course of 10 weeks, five sprints to take that data from the different data sources transform it, load in the cloud data warehouse, and then actually deploy that into Tableau and push that Tableau reporting to the boots on the ground store managers, general managers, and even the C-suite. Um, so the way we scope this is that we have a scrum master, Alexis on the phone actually is, you know, scrumming this, and then we have a data architect, a data engineer, as well as a, a high-end Tableau engineer. And, you know, this team's working together over the course of five sprints to, you know, deliver an MVP, a working MVP, then the five sprints in Tableau to push to the business. And then eventually this will lead to, you know, a second engagement, a third engagement in the, in the flavor of uh, multiple releases. You know, as, you know, Mike was kind of showing there, we'll go through our lean agile, you know, development process and we'll make iterations and improvements and kind of, this will become a big data product for Kava. So that's kind of like a flavor of a fixed bid model. I'll say, you know, is that basic report modernization. Um, Another example of that might be, you know, a cloud data warehouse build. So we had another client, um, a gaming studio that was looking to, you know, develop a gaming marketplace for other uh, gaming developers to allow, you know, let's say I have a sword in World of Warcraft. I can now take my sword with cryptocurrency over into a game like RuneScape, for example. Uh, and they wanted to collect data from their, you know, player data, game analytics, uh, the marketplace data to kind of understand, you know, where are players spending their times in game? Uh, you know, how much money are players spending on different microtransactions, right? Um, the one caveat with this client was they didn't have the data warehouse build or anything, right? They, they just bought pretty much a subscription with ThoughtSpot and had all these big dreams. So we came in, stood up to ECP, built the cloud data warehouse, actually used some of our own internal IP called the GDM extractor to take data out of some Postgres databases, throw that into the cloud data warehouse, and then visualize that in a self-service tool called ThoughtSpot. Um, another flavor of a typical engagement I kind of want to get into would be, you know, our partner network. So GDM, you know, being a boutique consulting firm, we are partnered with, uh, you know, Google, DataRobot, ThoughtSpot, Sodio, I believe Matillion, and a few other different, we'll say, data vendors, right? So, you know, I'd say the one we have a lot of traction with right now would be ThoughtSpot, if anyone on the phone is familiar with that. And so what will happen is ThoughtSpot will sell the software to a client and almost all of the time they will, you know, include a services package with that software sell because we need to get that data ready. Um, we need to come in, implement the tool, uh, also build the data model, you know, get the data from the data sources to enable the ThoughtSpot use case. So some of those engagements will be, you know, in the course of a month to three months long. Those are kind of quick hitters. You can kind of handle, you know, many of those at the same time sort of thing. Uh, and then maybe another example of a fixed bid project that we would do would be kind of like an architecture assessment. So we'll come into a client site and they might have uh, 
two different cloud warehouses on site. So they might have a Azure instance and an AWS instance, um, you know, for whoever knows what reason. And so they'll come bring us in over the course of, you know, we'll say 15 to 30 days and to kind of access their environment, right? Like, should they migrate everything to Azure? Should they migrate it to AWS, right? Where are their cost savings to be had? How can we scale this to your future needs? How do we support this for your future needs, right? Um, kind of taking all of those considerations into place and then churning out a recommendations document to the client um, to implement cloud warehousing best practices. So sorry, that was a lot, but that's kind of an overview of anything, you know, I would say the majority of the kind of typical deals that we do. Um, and then kind of speaking of staff augmentation, again, I think that's popular for a lot of independents looking for the stability of something full time. Uh, last year, we placed someone at SRP retail companies uh, to do some PL SQL development. So they were trying to move data from the Oracle to a Postgres database. Uh, they really needed someone that really knew the PL SQL language. It's an older language, right? So it's tough to find those resources. We were able to get someone in there full time for the course of the year. And that resource definitely made a killing um, over the time of that staff log contract. And then right now with this Kava client, um, we're actually placing a Boomi developer. So Boomi is a data ingestion tool, very specialized on we're placing the developer there full time as well. Um, I think that kind of covers the gist of the typical engagements we do, you know, fixed bid, TNM, staff log, you know, all sorts of different industries, you know, small clients, commercial clients, enterprise clients. Um, we're definitely, I'd say, very dynamic in the type of business that we do. And so, you know, why we're looking to kind of, you know, reach out to some of the best talent, you know, out there in the data space. Nice overview, Kenner. Well done, man. Awesome. I think that's yeah. it for me. If anyone wants to feel free on the panelists to chime in, kind of if, I, if there's anything you want to touch on, but that's kind of, I think, majority of what I had to say. That's great. Okay. I think we're about ready to hear, hear from the guys really actually doing this. <laughs> You're on mute, buddy. Oh, you're muted. Sorry, I had a cat fiasco just a little bit ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Jim Burnham, and uh, I've been a consultant for about 25, independent consultant for about 25 years now. I've uh, worked with uh, Great Data Minds in a number of, well, some of the people of Great Data Minds in a number of different iterations. Um, worked in about seven different industries. I've been an ETL architect, data architect, cloud architect. Um, and I've got to say, most of my work has been um, staff AUG related, uh, although I have done a fair amount of what I refer to as a small project. The, um, the difference really between them is, is in a staff AUG situation, you're coming in as a data architect, for instance, and you're working with a team of data architects with a data architecture manager. Um, and so you come in in the morning, you do your data architect stuff and you throw that over the wall and you're pretty much done. Um, that's completely different when you start looking at small project work because um, your success is different. In a staff AUG position, your success is, you know, I got my work done, my team is happy, my manager's happy, every, I'm good. Thank you very much, where it goes, 
it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but in a small project situation, um, your role becomes much less the success criteria. The success criteria is more the project. Um, if you're brought in for a small project, not getting the project done is nearly worthless to everybody. Um, so the project has to get done. So your success criteria changes. And because it changes, you, you, you should be changing as well. You should be uh, working closer with your team. And sometimes when I say closer with your team, it may just be you. <laughs> you might be the team. So um, you have to really make sure that all of the things that a project requires is covered. And when you're working with a team of people, a smaller team, it helps to kind of make sure that the communication's there, that you're talking to all the people on your team, that you're doing all, because you might be the data architect, you might be the ETL person, you might be a front-end developer, you all of these things, it really just is, you need to get together with the team and go, okay, what don't we have? And who's going to do that? And so you you have to start what I kind of think of as a stepping up and stepping into roles. So, you know, it's like, oh, we need a, we need someone to implement this stuff. Someone who's going to make sure it's checked in, make sure it's tested, make sure it's, and, and so who's doing that? If no one else is going to do that, then I'll do it. I'm going to step into that role. Um, and my history has kind of shown that. Looking back at all the stuff, places I've worked at, I've, I've been a project manager twice. I've been a tester once. Um, I've installed hardware into a data center once to help a project along. The If there's a gap, um, when when you're working with a small on a small project, small team, it it helps if you take on the tack the on the I'm going to step into whatever issues arise. Um, one of those things that you end up stepping into is sales. Um, there is an independent consultant. You're always trying to you always have that issue of sales. What how where am I going to work next? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things as an independent consultant, you better just interviewing for me is fun at this point because it's something I do a lot and well I used to um because the other part of this is is that I could start I can make the sales a lot easier by working with people like great data minds um is that I can bring in a team like this to do sales that I might run into or which is more common I can go hey great data minds uh I am available I can do this kind of work. Do you have any opportunities for me? I can be independent and work with a team like this and keep my independent status. Um, I can work with Great Data Minds and many others. Um, I prefer Great Data Minds. Uh, again, I've worked with this group of people for a number of different uh, iterations throughout time. And that's one of the things is that's really good about being an independent consultant. You start building up people, reputations, um, get, as you get out there more and more, you start, uh, you start building up these things and and the whole thing becomes a lot easier. Um, After, after a while, I mean, probably the last five uh, 
jobs I've been on, I've probably interviewed for two of them. Um, they, you just get a name and, and that's something to build up and it's, it's valuable. As, a, as an employee, you don't have to worry about that as much. You don't have to worry about interviewing as much. But as an independent, you really need to. This is something you're going to have to be aware of and get good at and make sure that you're, that you protect, you know, build up a reputation. Um, and, and stepping into things, believe me, that will help immensely. Mm. Um. But on the uh, fun side of this, honestly, I love the fact that I get to work with all these different industries. Um, uh, I got to learn how chips were made because I worked at AMD. Um, I got to learn about healthcare because I worked a, a number of jobs in healthcare, um, defense department. Um, like I said, I got to I got to install an Exadata appliance in a data center. Mm -hmm and be the DBA over that project because nobody else would. <laughs> and, and if left on its own, it was going to take nine months. I got it done in four. Everyone was crazy happy and I learned a ton. Um, so you, and every job as there's a, just a, just a herd of new technology you're going to have to tackle. And it's just, I, I love it. I, it, it it's, uh, I've, I came into this job really wanting to be a generic, do everything consultant. You can't sell that. But by doing the independent consulting and, and especially a small project work, you end up doing, you, you have the, your position in every place can grow and you can learn all kinds of new things. And it, it becomes, uh, to me, it's fun. And, and, and it's, it's great because you can, you know, having different industries experience, you, you walk into a new one and you're like, oh, so this is like uh, the defense department does things, but this part is like retail and that part's like um, industry, uh, heavy industry. So it, it's, it just makes it a lot easier to take on the next client and a lot more fun because you can hit the ground running with these things. And, and I've really enjoyed my path and I've learned a ton and uh, I highly encourage others to do it. Um, the only downside, like I say, is that you yeah, you got to get good at interviewing. It's something that you just do. It's it's part of the job. Honestly, um, I think that's the big leeriness of of going into independent consulting is where's the next job? What you know, I have to go look for a job constantly, and yeah, that's part of the job. But it's not as hard as it sounds. Um, for a while there, I did a lot of traveling, uh, travel consultant. Um, that's not really necessary anymore with all the remote work. Um, you can basically work out of your house in 40 different cities. And, and because you're able to apply for jobs in 40 different cities, it's not that hard to find work. Mm -hmm. I've The biggest gap I've had in work was nine months, and that was voluntary. Uh, I took that nine months off to basically learn everything AWS. Um, 
So I hung out at coffee shops and basically played with AWS for nine months. Um, the, uh, but past that, the biggest block of time, I think, was two months, and usually it's less than two weeks. Um, so it's, it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, but you do have to take that jump. You, you have to, you're, you're diving in. Um, so it's, but people like, uh, you know, you don't have to sell yourself so much. You get utilize people like great data mines. They're, they're great people, great teams. They put together great teams and, um, you'll, you'll, the opportunities to learn, make, make money. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Really enjoy working with these people. So highly encourage it. And have fun. Yeah. You know, Jim, I have to echo uh, the, the, the thrill of being in so many different industries when you work across you know, so many clients over the course of your career. It, for me, it's just so incredibly rewarding. I was like, I feel like I'm never getting stale because I'm learning something new. You know, like, who would ever thought we'd, I'd build software for a gaming studio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Appreciate yeah. the input there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Great. Um, I think, yeah, Alexis is up next. Tell us a little bit more about the process. All right. Um, my name is Alexis and I'm the operations manager for Great Data Mines. So um definitely your, I'm your gal for all things paperwork, all things process oriented. Um, Kelly is going to provide all of you with my personal email so you can reach out to me for any questions relating to sort of the nitty gritty and the process part. Um, also, if you have any questions just about, you know, how we, um, the hiring process or um, how kind of we price things out, definitely reach out to me um, with more detailed questions. But generally speaking, um, after this event, if you're interested in working with us, if you could some, fill out the survey that Kelly provided in the chat, um, first and foremost. But then also, if you submit your resume directly to me, um, we'll sort of, after this event, take an assessment of everyone that did so. And then we'll set up a couple of rounds of interviews just to get to know everyone that's on the call or anyone that wants to work with us. And that gives us an idea of your technical abilities, your certifications, sort of where you'd be a best fit. And then we can assess, you know, from our upcoming projects, whether or not um, we have space for you in any of those upcoming projects. And from there we would get, you know, the usual paperwork of an MSA and an NDA signed. And then we would, with your permission, um, start submitting your resume to prospective clients and for prospective projects. And then from there, we'll set up interviews with them. So pretty seamless process actually. And um, like I said, we're always there to answer questions. If you, you know, have questions on, you know, different certifications that can help you to get into these different projects, we're always here as sort of a, a guiding hand for you as well. So that's, I think, another benefit of working with a company like ours is that we know the space really well. We've done so many different projects and we work with a lot of different types of consultants. And so we have a good idea of like different paths to success in order to sort of achieve um, success in different areas within this industry. So yeah, I think, I think that about covers what I do, which is again, just the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, she also um, does 
she also is our, our premier scrum master, right? Oh, yes, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> so yeah, you would also get a chance to perhaps work with everyone on this call, for sure, yep. in some capacity. And we're all fab, so. <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, flab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping them coming today, Mike. That's awesome. <laughs> you are the my proper, you have the proper amount of caffeine. Definitely. <laughs> Good. Good jokes, man. Good yeah, jokes. Best, best dad joke goes to Mike today. That's awesome. Um, right. So that's, you know, if anybody has any questions, this is a great time to either submit them on the Q&A. And we've seen a couple questions come through a little bit more logistically focused. Um, if you want, I can also unmute you and allow you to like uh, just, you know, kind of speak to the group and ask your question at that um, in that forum as well. And so while we're just hanging out for another minute or so to see if anybody has any questions, I did. Yes, we just got a question. Somebody asked, is the survey that I added to the chat the same one that you had the opportunity to fill out before the session? The answer is yes. Um, it's this, the very same survey. And I do see that some of you have filled it out since we've been on the line today. So that's really good. And I love um, when, you know, I, I worked with Mike to create this survey. And one of the things that he added in there was what technologies, not only do you already have experience with, but what do you want to get more experience with? And that's, that speaks very nicely to what Jim said about jumping in and like, you know, taking on things that you, you didn't um, do before, or, you know, kind of putting yourself out there and, the, the nice breadth that we have um, and variety of all the different projects we work on really does keep things um, kind of fresh. So please make sure you fill out that survey if you haven't already. And we will be asking, even if you don't already have experience on it, what is it that we could potentially expose you to if it was something that you wanted to try new? Um, so yeah. with that, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I just could add on that, Kelly. Yeah, no, I just want to touch that's a really good point. Um, you know, we have our, you know, preferred technologies that we're partnered with, but at the same time, I'd say we are technology agnostic, right? We will work with Azure, we will work with AWS, we will work with Google, we will work with Snowflake, right? Um, depending on where that skill set is. So I think I want to call that out, right? You know, if you're wondering, ah, I have this specific skill set, it probably is, it probably, we can find a fit for you. Um, the second thing I want to call is, you know, we work with people on probably all ranges of the skill spectrum, right? So I'm sure there's some people on here right now that are some heavy hitters and some big leads and maybe some people that are just looking to kind of dive into being independents. Um, you know, I think that's fine. We kind of, you know, take uh, take that into account with our rate and our, and our placement. But at the same time, I, you know, for any of those people on the beginning of that spectrum looking to get into data engineering, uh, I think training something, if you want to reach out to us, that, you know, we, we have a good index and glossary of training resources. But, you know, one thing people ask me, where do I start um, if I want to get into this space? Uh, SQL. If your SQL, you know, skills are you know, a little weak or that are not there yet, I would spend some time doing some SQL. Um, it's kind of fundamental in, you know, a lot of our different clients' sites. So if you're looking for somewhere to start, SQL and Python. Um, I don't know if Jim has different thoughts there, but I think those are the building blocks for almost everything else. So... A lot on. of it depends on the, it's, it, yeah. which, uh, every group has their specialties. Um, great data minds is really a lot about data. So if you're interfacing with great data minds, SQL is pretty much one of the, um, basis of technology that you're going to need to know. Um, but again, that really depends on your, who, who you're interfacing with. 
that that technology base will be different. Um, but yeah, for this for this team, it is definitely SQL um, and um, Python's good. Um, really, with just those two skills, you can pretty much lean into most other things. Yeah, even as a data architect, you 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 have to have some good solid SQL chops, right? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, just to reinforce what Jim said, I mean, we build data products in the form, you know, typically in the form of data warehouses, uh, and then we build analytic products in the form of visualizations and machine learning libraries. Um, I mean, that's pretty much what we focus on. And but we do get asked you know, for one-offs, you know, that go a little bit outside of like app to app integration, you know, ergo the Boomi consultant that we had to bring out for one of our yeah. core clients. Um, Scrum uh, master project management kind of skills. Uh, if you're not, if you haven't been exposed to agile, um, we would highly recommend that as well to be a part of an agile team, part of a tribe um, and get used to the, the ceremonies and the, the, the repeatable cadence where we're delivering and then demonstrating software every two weeks for, for approval so we can push it into production and keep building on the next uh, product set. That's actually a really great point is because um, that's the process that's really kind of taken over everywhere. Uh, having worked in a bunch of places, I can tell you that. If you if you haven't been exposed to that yet, it's because you worked with a company that has, has fallen behind the times. Okay. Um, all right. Well, as a uh, as a final wrap up, um, please expect a follow up email um, from us, from me specifically, either later on today or by um, generally tomorrow morning, in which I'll share again Alexis's email address um, and the link to the survey if you are, haven't already had a chance to um, to see that. I'll also share a link to the recording of this event. And I think that about does us. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jim, specifically for being with us, Connor and Alexis. It was great to have you online. Mike, I expect you to be here with me. Uh, I'm there for you, girl, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much. Everybody have a awesome. wonderful day. And thank you for joining the session. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.